0: Hi, this is Jim, your Keys bartender. How are you today? It is a beautiful day. It started out kind of ugly. We had a horrific traffic jam a little further south in Key Largo. It was adding for To go two miles, you needed to, at least for this part, if you came in top of the stretch, it probably would have taken you two hours. But to go two miles, it was about an hour and a half. So, but... That changed with time. There hasn't been an accident enough to shut it down for 24 hours, but it did close the schools today. Car accident closes school uh, schools today. Yep, there's no alternate routes. There's no better demonstration of the fact of our single ingress and egress, and a lot of times where uh, these things occurs. You know, it's not up to us. You know, if it's down in Key West, then you have the people leaving Key West and coming in there interrupted. But when it's at the top, everyone that comes in the Keys, practically everyone, unless they're only doing business in the first six, seven miles, is affected. So, I know, big problems here in Paradise, I guess. The rest of the country, a lot of different parts of the country, we're dealing with icy roads, snow. No electricity, no water. So the modern conveniences we have now are have made us accustomed or unaccustomed to hardships. Where people were used to not having fresh water at their hand you know, at their access, having to boil the water. I don't know if they boiled the water before because you didn't have to boil the water because it wasn't polluted. Right nowadays, we got boil water orders because you have sewage running near water supply and all those things, so it's uh, yeah, different. Then they did the, the big thing down here, used to be in the, in the Florida Keys, and that's when I first came down, was everyone was using septic systems, and it was mandated. I think it was in EPA regulation or something uh, similar to that, where they had to do waste treatment because of the number of people down here, and that it was to protect the environment and all these things. So it took for years and it's still st- people are still getting hooked up, at least in the upper keys. And Al there, they're partially way through the process there. We getting hooked to it, and this was over. Gosh, it it had to start a couple years before I was here because when I first got here, down the bike path, there was for several years the bike path that runs alongside the US one that runs the length of the Keys was on this uh, bike path. There were they were digging out. Conduits area in the ground in the coral for conduits, and was coral dust all over the place. And coral is a living creature, so it's a protein. And a lot of people are allergic to foreign proteins. So that was that was hell for a lot of people down here. All the coral dust, there's still a lot of coral dust here because they use pulverized coral for rock and decorative landscaping and things like that. So there. Oh, I got to talk about something down here. It's a good thing and it's a bad thing. There's not a lot of lawns down here because of how the hard how difficult it is to maintain. There's a lot of very little topsoil, a lot of coral. I keep kind of a well-managed green space. I don't I don't use a shit, I don't use any uh, fertilizer on it to keep the um, grass green. I keep the native, whatever native foliage, foliage there, but I try to keep it under two inches so it's a carpet of green. But what people have been doing down here is putting AstroTurf on the front of their lawns. AstroTurf is the vinyl plastic covering that people used to use on their furniture. So yeah, astroturf on lawns and I see it on Facebook. People say, "Oh, I want to have a, a astroturf." Ah, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Is it good? Is it bad? It's better than putting fertilizer on the, on grass. We'll be back in a couple minutes. What were we talking about just recently? Astroturf. Yes. So I guess that's boating of things to come. People want to look at grass but they don't want to to take care of it so they're going to put, put in carpeting in front of their house. I guess it's a lot like decorative concrete or anything like that. I just... I don't think it's a really great idea. I think what you want to do is you want to have uninterrupted rainfall coming down. If you don't have... Grass or soil or anything like that it's probably best just to have it leach through the coral rock. And, you know, better for the environment. But I guess the run, I guess it runs off no matter what. It's just aesthetically it's kind of like a boob job on your house, isn't it? Or a facelift put on an artificial turf town. I mean, are they going to start putting fake trees in front of their house too? Fake, fake plants? People use fake plants in their houses. A lot of people, when they're staging their real estate properties or featuring it, some people bring their own uh, fake plants. I don't get the idea behind it. It's a plant or is it a plant? You know, I want the beauty of the plant, but I don't want any of the stress or any of the benefits of it doing the photosynthesis in the house. You know, cleaning up the air, eating the carbon dioxide. Fake plants, fake trees, fake grass. When are going to have, eventually, have an artificial... Family, which I'm not necessarily against, because they may be much less, uh, I guess, abusers to the local environment. Right? If you had an artificial family, you have artificial turf, you have artificial tree, might as well have in your artificial house, have an artificial family. You know, you. you power them up with solar power. Who knows? We got a. Lot, that's what we got a lot down here. Solar. We don't see as much. Some people are getting solar down here, but it's it's nowhere near what you see when you fly over places like Germany. I know Florida, Sunshine State. You don't see a shitload of solar homes. There's initiatives out here. There's certainly marketing to have solar. We we have a a troublesome nuclear reactor just to the north of us Turkey Point that's always having safety violations and screw ups um, just recently I think uh, they were supposedly had, supposedly had to put a new water pump in one of the reactor cores or whatever and whoever did the installation put it in the wrong reactor yep yeah Turkey Point's. I think Turkey Point's just an old old Reactor, an old, old reactor. That's you, you really don't want to see that. You have like an old, old house. It's an old, old bicycle. Oh, if we check the chain and the seat and the frame, I'm sure it'll be fine. But an old, old reactor, you know, that's one of the things you think, well, we should phase it out. And then you think, well, what are we going to replace the power with? Hmm? Do we have to build another reactor? Because eventually that one will get old too. So people don't talk about it. They talk about brand new reactors and things like that. But they don't talk about them when they get old. Uh, once they figure out how to use through, maybe through fusion. I think it's fusion where you get to create energy. It's a safer one than fission. When you're breaking it apart. You create less harmful. Less harmful. I'm not saying you don't have harmful. But less harmful. Radioactive uh, material, but here we are in the keys. We got we're surrounded by sunlight, we're surrounded by water, there's tidal, and a lot of times there's a breeze too. So I'm surprised they're not really doing the wind thing. People always worry about and say, Oh, you're killing the birds. I'm like, Yeah, you see how many birds are near a coal fired plant. Yeah, there's not a lot of wildlife around coal fire plants, and then you have the 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 resultant ash from burning of it. So, yeah, just old old power plants in general are not a unless it's like one of those mills where they had the water wheel. That's that's probably you know a couple hundred years old, and you think, well, that there's one place. It's really not a power center, right? Because it's just directly relating to the milling of, of wheat or barley or oats. I don't know how many other things you you mill flour, you mill barley, and uh, that's it. I guess once you set something up, you just you have a, one of those mills. You got to say, man, we got to start crushing things, start milling. You know, bring that coffee over here. We're gonna use the mill, you know. That's probably not an efficient way to grind coffee. I mean but then again someone will have figured a use for it down here. So we are going I mentioned previously even that we are going into our I guess less than temperate season. And I know we have a lot of listeners the Indian probably average eighty five degrees all year round. Here we're a little lower than that. I mean, we're an island, so we do have a moderating influence. It rarely gets too far above ninety. If you get ninety-five here, that's crazy because of water. But once that, once the water temperature gets high, it's not much harder for the air to get warm because it doesn't drop either. So in midsummer, we don't get that cooling, you know, big drop in cool that you get in drier climes like deserts. You know, it may. Hit 120 in the daytime, some of these places, but at least at night you get dropping in the seventies and sixties. I guess all that radiant radiant energy being reflected back. But here all the moisture just kind of sucks it in. And then we get the mosquitoes and the noceums. And I'm, I I'm mean, not doing a really good job attracting people down here. But it is beautiful down here. Not too breezy. The water is kind of flat, which is really nice for people when they come to visit. A lot of people don't like going out because there's surf. I'm not talking about surfing. There's surf, the waves. You can go out a couple miles and you don't have too many. Your swells are around like one or two or three feet on a calm day. If you go on one of the, on the bay side, there's hardly anything. A lot of times it's similar to glass, like a big lake back there. But it's something when you see the wind blowing and stuff like that, and you see the back, when you see the bay is turned up and the water's lapping against the overseas highway as you go up the stretch from the Keys to the mainland, that's when you really say, wow, there must some, be some really bad shit going on on the you know, coast. But we have the calming effect of having the reef a couple miles out. And the reef takes a lot of steam and the surf. So we don't get much. We don't get a real big surf coming in. You get a couple waves. You don't get like the waves you get in Miami. Or, obviously, the big waves on the West Coast. Which is totally different. You always have an image when people are... They think it's Southern California. You always think it's hot. And the ocean's hot and warm and stuff like that. Well, you are You probably won't get any warmer waters than here in the Keys. I think right now the the temperature in the water here is probably higher than it even gets in the summertime on the West Coast. So once, once that temperature gets above 75 degrees or 73, 74, 75, it's off the races down here. When I say off to the races, people fuck. people don't work hard when it's cool. Turn up the temperature about 15, 20 degrees and see how quickly someone moves. You know, when it's hot, all different types of people. I'm talking about all demographics. People, and then then there's a lot of people that work their asses off like crazy, no matter what the temperature. Could be here ninety five degrees, you see, on a stretch. When I say he rarely gets up to ninety five on a stretch, it seems to because the heat's coming off the mainland. They're not they're surrounded by swamp. You know, they don't get a lot of breeze coming off there. And they're working alongside the roads. They're wearing long sleeve shirts, long sleeve pants. They're covering up their faces for cause of the dust dust, not necessarily. This is pre coronavirus. They'd be all bundled up against the sun, wearing face masks and all that stuff. Yeah, that's pretty heavy duty, you know. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I guess I would have to do it if I was out in the sun. I worked a couple days, a couple more than a couple days in a hot sun, but down here, or like any place, you gotta be covered up. I'm gonna take a little right break right now. I'll be right back. Put on a music. Let me pause this. We're back. I've been experimenting with shorter shows. I wanted to thank some of our listeners, especially for some reason, there's a huge influx of listeners from India. Uh, I wonder, I know English is already a uh, major form of communication, a language for communicating. Since you have so many languages in India, I guess that's one of the things like you can't agree on. It's like a family over here. I mean, I talk about meat and stuff like that a lot. But, if, you know, dad may want steak. The wife may want shrimp. You know, they got to settle on something in the middle. And I'd be chicken. We got a lot of chicken down here. A lot of chicken in the keys. And um, I'd like to thank those listeners. I, for some reason, Poon, Poon, India. And Poon is part of a word here. If you hear Poon, you always expect to hear the word Tang afterwards. Poon Tang is a, a, a slang word for a woman's punani or or, or vagina or something like that, but they get tang. So, I'm not saying your town is that, and I may have just lost some listeners. I apologize. It's just like one of those words. I did in, in other podcasts. I talked about how I never understood why Americans would make fun of someone's name just because it's in another language and it's it's unusual to. Why would you laugh at it? And you say, oh, that's a different name. And it's, it could be popular. You know, it could be very popular there. So why would you mean, oh, in, in English it sounds like this. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of words and people say their names like Jim. Jim means, yeah, it means the, the poop on the bottom of the shoe you track in when you step in it. You know, it could mean that in Urdu, or Mandarin, or Armenian. So why would you laugh at someone else's name? I don't get it. But uh, I understand that uh, people have different sounds for different things, and it doesn't necessarily mean just because they sound alike doesn't mean that they mean the same thing. Let's remember that. I'd like to thank you all for listening. If you do like the show, please share it with your friends. Uh, is, leave a comment, if you can, at com. Send me an email if you have any questions. If you're real listeners or you're just downloading, what are you downloading? Are you, are you doing it to practice for your citizenship test? I don't know if you want to listen to me if you're taking a citizenship test. You should listen to something like National Public Radio, something like This American Life or Radio Lab. They're really good. I mean, they're well spoken. I don't think you necessarily want to follow me. Thank you very much. Have a great day.